www.disneytimepodcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Nelson. Hello. And Rissa. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going today? Pretty good. Doing all right. Thank you. So today we're recording on uh, Oscars Day. So Academy Awards, the Toy Story 4 actually won one. Um, so what do you guys think? Do you, do you think they were do deserve that award? What do you think, Risa? Nope. I think it was uh, for best best anime picture, right? Yeah, I, I I don't agree with it. Um, they probably should have gotten it for like visual effects or whatever. Um, but it wasn't even nominated for that category, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think that Toy Story four was deserving of of an Oscar just based on like that saga or set of movies um yeah i i thought frozen 2 kind of got snubbed there for it didn't even get nominated and um how about you nelson do you think do you think they were deserving of that um that prestigious award you know in all honesty um i <laughs> so i had only just recently watched the movie Right, because um, I missed it on uh, when it was in theaters, and then I was just waiting this entire time until it became available on Disney Plus. And lo and behold, this past week it became available. So because of that, I actually over this whole weekend I kind of marathoned all four of the movies. I totally forgot how funny and awesome Toy Story Two was. Yeah, um, but I was definitely laughing a lot. Uh, and then I got to four, and the one thing that I have to say about Toy Story Four is that it looks gorgeous. I was just yeah. so because I mean, like I said, I marathon Toy Story one, two, three, and then four, and so I was literally watching the progression of the animation back to back, and it was a huge jump from one. Well, it wasn't that big, but it was a pretty good jump from one to two. And then a huge jump from two to three. And then holy cow, number four was just like, holy, whoa. That's... Yeah. That that level of animation was just ridiculous. So um, I guess if I were to just... If there were a category just for visual effects, I guess, like uh, what Rissa was saying, like... Oh, there I would, is. Then, yeah, I would say that Toy Story 4 and ar- arguably Frozen 2 was also just as gorgeous, but... Yeah, it, uh, I would, I would say the story for Toy Story Four. I wasn't really like oh, okay, that that's okay. It, I mean, it was a little sad towards the end, and kind of like oh, Woody's out now. He's a lost toy, quote unquote. Uh, and he's with Bo though, his uh, his love. So yeah, that kind of uh, feel good, but I don't know. The story was didn't feel that. Uh, it didn't really truly poke the heart, well, pull the heart, uh, heart strings like, say, the third movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It was also kind of boring, and those dolls 
Oh like man, they're the creepy. stuff of nightmares. So. Yeah, that the, uh, what was his name? Oh, the Benson dolls. Yeah, yeah. I was like, the, whoa, the, uh, ventriloquy dolls. Yeah, yeah, those. those and there were was kinda four creepy. of them. <laughs> stuff of nightmares. Yeah, yeah. Zane really, really did not like those things. He was really scared of those. Oh well, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. So yeah, um. Listeners, for today's episode, we are going to be talking about Frozen 2. And they actually were nominated for an Oscar. And it was for the Best Original Song category. And that song would be Into the Unknown. Which, by the way, Idina Menzel, as well as nine other Elsas, quote-unquote, performed at the Oscars, along with Aurora, who is the one that does the... uh, thing. (laughs) Good Um, try, good try. Yeah. (laughs) She she performed along with Idina Menzel and the others. So, uh, Rissa, did you watch that uh, performance? Uh, no, I didn't. I was trying to watch it. <laughs> oh, okay, but, okay. Yeah, yeah so I, it was. It, I liked it because you know it started out with Idina and uh, Aurora, and then they brought in the others, and they were pretty much just uh, doing one line for each of their languages. So it's basically the the Elsas from the other translations like different different language translations of the song. So I thought it was good. Did you get to, to watch it, Nelson? No, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to actually be talking about Frozen 2 today and our thoughts on the movie. And I don't, a little spoiler, I know, Rissa, you, you saw the result of that, right? Of uh, that award? Yeah, um, Elton John won. Yeah, oh, for Elton Rocket John Man. Won. Yeah. Yes, yes. So he yeah, he wrote an original song for that movie. Obviously, it's about himself. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, let's let's get into this movie, Frozen Two. So this movie uh, debuted last year uh, in in theaters um, November twenty second, twenty nineteen, but the actual premiere date was November seventh, twenty nineteen, and uh, it's the the sequel. To the original movie from 2013, um, which was obviously Frozen, and that that first movie was, you know, it was like a blockbuster hit. Everybody loved it. Um, Disney milked it for all it was worth, and it, they even came out with the sequel. So um, before we get into the movie, there was a lot of hype surrounding it, right? Um, you guys remember what we saw at d23 expo when it before they you know even debuted this movie uh rissa what do you recall from that um they performed some things never change at the uh that panel right yeah that was cool yeah that was pretty cool and then they also showed closing and then they showed some clips so yeah what what do you remember nelson uh do you remember any hype that they were trying to like promote it pretty hard there at D23 Expo or well, was it just like I don't subdued? particularly remember much like besides the end of the behind the scenes panel where they are, were actually showing footage we got to see a whole scene with the charades and of course you know Olaf was uh, he he did the lightning round <laughs> that was All pretty right. funny um but besides that, the only real hype that I recall that's not from D23 was um, the Arendelle Aqua release of oh, yeah. all these like 
merchandise and food items and whatnot. And we were able to try, well, I, excuse me, I was able to try some uh, when we went to Disney World because that's when it was kind of rolling out. And uh, yeah. that was uh, just before the movie came out anyway. So I remember that. What did you, um, what did you think of the Arendelle Aqua color as well as the, the merchandise and food that you tried? Did you really like that? The color was pretty nice. I mean, it was more of like a, almost a light blue teal kind of approach. Um, and uh, the color scheme was, that's, that's nice. And I mean, it was just pretty much the, the standard merch you'd expect from all the other past colors where they had all the lounge fly backpack, mini backpacks, the, the sequence ears and then spirit jerseys. So it was the whole gambit for that merch. And then the food is what of obviously is what I'd be more interested in. And since we were in Disney world, of course they just had so many cupcakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're all about those cupcakes. huh? Yep. Yep. And I only got to try one, I think. And uh, I don't think it was an actual Arendelle Aqua. I think it was just like a Frozen 2 cupcake in general over at All Stars. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And then yeah. uh, we got... I know I got one, like, moose treat um, from the Kringla Bakery in Epcot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And did you like that one, too? Yeah, that one was pretty good. I like that more than the cupcake personally nice so yeah on, on uh toward the promotion side i i didn't really see m much on it um it was it was more really close to when they actually started with the debut of it that they they really pushed a lot of commercials and a lot of like radio ads and uh, internet ads and things like that but way before then they didn't really um promote it a lot i don't think um, so I don't know if they were just banking on the fact that, you know, a little bit of promotion would go a long way because it's, uh, you know, they're, <laughs> it's frozen and that's one of their staple things, you know, or it's just frozen would, uh, would, would just do well. They would think, I don't know. I think that's what they were thinking. Cause I mean, like you were saying frozen, the original one was such a huge phenomenon that, um, it would probably save them money or like. We don't need to hugely promote this because people are probably just going to see it anyway. Right. But, but I mean, commercially, it did do well. It did. It I agree. It exactly. made like $1.4 billion, so. Wow. Yeah. That's a... I mean, you, I, you that's can't a really argue hit. with that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It brought the money. It brought the money. So, uh, yeah. What did you guys uh, think of the, like, just the story itself? Did it... Did it feel like it flowed well or like there was or that you were kept guessing as to what's coming next or was it predictable? What do you think, Rissa? I mean, it's a kid's movie, so obviously it's going to be predictable. Um, I think the main thing that wasn't predictable was the fact that the voice was her, but it ah, kind of yes. wasn't. <laughs> so um, that was what wasn't predictable, but like a lot of the the main themes and main story points um, I, I saw come in the whole time. Uh, but it's a kid's movie, so you have to keep it simple to some extent. Um, and I, I like how there wasn't truly a villain. Um, they kept it more abstract. 
but I can see how like it got knocked for that as well. What about you, Nelson? What did you think of the uh, overall story here? Uh, did you think it it went well, or do you think there were some parts where it's just like confusing, or what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, the one thing I really wanted to mention was the fact that um, I didn't. What I didn't see coming was the fact that there wasn't going to be any villain per se. Oh, like the first one had Hans, right? Yeah, and that was kind of like the surprise. <laughs> He's the bad guy, <laughs> right? But, uh, yeah, I was wondering just based off of the promo stuff that they had shown, like what per se would be the bad guy or villain or just, I guess, uh, their adversary in this movie. But there wasn't one. So, yeah, that was one question that I had throughout, like, leading up to the movie. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, I guess there wasn't one anyway. <laughs> but... I, uh, I- Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, overall, the story was, uh, I mean, this movie in general just wasn't necessary. But, That's true. <laughs> I mean, of course, even at the panel, they were saying, like, they were trying to explain, like, what the purpose of this movie was, like, there was always this question of where did Elsa's powers come from? And I'm just thinking in my mind, well, they're sure there is that question, but you just want more money. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, Frozen was such a huge financial success that, of course, like you even said, they're just milking the cow. Cash cow. So And uh, 1.43 billion doesn't hurt, right? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> so, I mean, sure, like, as a... From an artistic point, yeah, of course, we're, we'll we'll just say that, yeah, let's let's explore this idea of like where did Elsa's powers come from? Right. And <laughs> I guess that was a question that I guess the this movie was the answer for that. But in in total, we definitely didn't need this sequel because it had a pretty concise the froze the first movie had a pretty concise ending. Hey, guess what? Chicken but. butt. It's still in theaters. Yeah, it is. Yes. Even in, in here over in downtown Slow, I, I see it available in showtimes. <laughs> yeah. And there's quite a few showtimes, too. It's not like it's just one or two. Mm-hmm. So. Meaning it's still a financial success if they're going to keep it in theaters now. I, I think they're going to probably close when the Blu-ray comes out, and that's the end of this month. Yeah, wow. I know, right? Because they did that with to... um, live action Beauty and the Beast. They kept it out exactly. until the the Blu-ray came out. Yeah, that was a uh, that was odd to me. I was like, wait, it's already on Blu-ray, but it's still in the theater. Yeah. So they they did it again. Disney did it again. I mean, if it's still performing the box office, why not? Still yeah. raking in money. Yeah, that's that's the thing, right? So for me, I was like, well, it looks like the bad guy is colonialism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you that. Uh, it's more like imperialism. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you know. I, I wouldn't call it colonialism because they didn't colonize the um, the tribe. That's true. They didn't. Yeah. They left it, them It was imperialism um, and sort of racism. <laughs> that's, it's, that's, it's like, you know... Um, they wanted to they wanted to put some some things for adults to think about i guess yeah because the, they know the, sheer that the fact adults... that they made um 
Iduna multiracial, or uh, not Iduna, uh, but uh, the children technically multiracial, like, oh, now they're trying to approach this from a political... (laughs) Well, so the thing that didn't really entirely make sense was they're trying to um, address a problem where they're... There wasn't really a problem. Um, there were critics saying, yeah. oh, Frozen's too white. I'm like, um, if you think of the time period, it's like 1840 Norway. So, yeah, yeah I mean, for, for one thing, white. you're in Nor- like the Norwegian or Scandinavian area. Of course, what, what else are you going to find? Yeah, it's, it's going to be white because it's 1840. And then the introduction of Captain Matthias, like he doesn't fit in this as a captain. Yeah, like where did he come from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know they were trying to. Yeah, they were trying to add diversity to the cast, but like, I think SNL did a really good sketch on this. Um, like, where did Matthias come from? What the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you think about it, like, where did he come from? Right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, that definitely wasn't a pro or explained. Rather, he kind of just showed up. Yeah, and then he's just like. I am, he's very uh, dedicated to serving the the country, so. The kingdom, uh, yeah. The kingdom, the kingdom of Arendelle. Uh, but I guess they did consult some actual natives from that area. That is that is that right, Risa? Yeah, they did. They consulted them um, for the tribe. So I thought that was a good thing. Um, but having Matthias as a captain of the guard was a little weird. Um, but I do understand what they were trying to do, and I'm I'm very very glad that they didn't make him like a turncoat. Oh, oh like he was a bad guy actually, yeah, or something like that. I I thought yeah. they were going to do something like that, but I'm very glad that they didn't. Like a like another surprise Hans thing. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So basically, I don't know. Should we talk about the story then? Um, it was it, they were exploring the history of um, Elsa and Anna and her parents because there's like the whole mystery of where why were they why did they leave and things like that right so we they actually explained that in the movie uh, what do you guys think of that you know them closing the door on that theory about them having a son Tarzan <laughs> <laughs> they definitely <laughs> shot that down so hard. <laughs> Yeah, what do you think, Nelson? I mean, that that was just, you know, fans will always be making theories. Like, of course, the the infamous Pixar theory, right? Uh, the in I mean, there's all, all these other theories of leading up to before a, a new Star Wars movie comes up, like who was raised parents, you know, type of thing. So, of course, fans are just always gonna make theories and trying to connect things where not weren't necessarily meant to be (laughs) but they're just trying to find similarities and i mean it could be just something fun to do but i don't know this uh by doing that kind of was like disney kicking the fans (laughs) in the in between the legs (laughs) (laughs) like nope you guys are wrong so eh so what what do you think risa of the of them actually explaining where her, their parents went. Um, I thought it was an intelligent source of storytelling uh, with uh, that kind of mythos of water has memories. 
Um, oh yeah. Because, especially because if you think about it, um, the way that air works and like all the elements that it comes from something. So the fact that water is recycled, you know, Olaf does the funny thing where um, Sven's drinking water and he's like, oh, yeah, that came from so-and-so, you know, oh, this yeah, long ago. Yeah, so right. he's I like, think the line was um, water is uh, statistically been through at least four bodies. Yeah. And then he like spits out the water because it's <laughs> gross. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Water's recycled, right? Right. Yeah. So... um I thought it was I thought it was really cool and a great storytelling element um, to to kind of explore the past, especially uh, when they got to the boat and she like drew up the water. That was probably my favorite scene um, because Disney has water like mastered. I'm very yep. excited for for their new movie, um, Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh yeah, because like you can tell that they've really worked on how water is and how it flows and everything and and like that scene where she's like extracting the water from the boat and you see those droplets like floating there it's so like the way the the light bounces off the water it's just it's like a study of water and it's beautiful so i I thought it was a great storytelling element and i thought that um them exploring the past kind of um helps people understand how to move forward um kind of like accepting your past will help you move forward it's it's like when we were in college when we said no history no self no history no self where it's yeah you know k-n-o-w versus n-o so yeah it's kind of like that and it's it's helping kids grasp you know hard issues as they're growing up because I think the way Disney is approaching their sequels these days, it's it's not just fan service and like the formulaic kind of um, you have a villain, you have a, he- a hero, and then they go through this hero's journey, they fall, and then they succeed. Um, their sequels are more flowing because they understand that their audience is growing with them. So this sequel was written for children that watch the first movie and now they're growing up and they can watch the second movie and have a better understanding. So I, I really like that they did that. Um, Cause it also helps parents, you know, explain uh, art and movies and, and formatting of storytelling t- to them as well. Yeah. Good points. So um, another thing that we could talk about is the, the character development because it, it seems like they the characters are starting to just to grow um, from the first movie even to the second movie and through the second movie as well. Uh, so, what do you guys think of each of these characters? Uh, let's let's talk about I guess all of them as a whole because they all it seems like they all go on different journeys even though they're on the same path, um, but they 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 have their own like discoveries. Uh, of themselves and what they're looking for and they find things right they find out different things even even olaf right olaf has his own development too like he's becoming more mature i guess is what he who wanted to say and he's like spouting out different facts and (laughs) and different um you know he's he's telling retelling stories to the different snow snow geese 
<laughs> yeah, because he learned how to how to read. Yeah, exactly. So he's learning different things too. So, um, what do you guys think of the development of these characters, uh, Rissa? What do you think of? Uh, let's start with Elsa's journey since she's like the main person. What do you think? Um, I, I thought Elsa's growth was really good. Uh, she had a bit of a backslide um, when she was she ran into the fire and then Anna followed her. And then she scolded Anna for, for following her into the fire, right? Um, right? She had a bit of a backslide there because she forgot that she has people to lean on. Um, and then she did the same thing again when she pushed her off into a canoe and was trying to protect her. And she's like, I have to do this by myself. Um, but then she understands later on after she like sends Anna the message with the ice right before she freezes. Um she understands that her family is important and and they did it together and she even said it later on in the movie when she said well mom had two daughters so they they, yeah. they got to rule together so you see this like flowing kind of arc for elsa where she's accepting of her role but then she's still unsure of her role in arendelle because there there's that unknown that she's she's still longing for and you hear that in that song where she part of her still wants to to go and search um so i i'm really glad with the way that her character arc um climaxed and then ended up uh, resolving at the end of the story where she she understands that she can still love her sister and um still she doesn't have to live with her it's kind of like with with wreck it ralph too where they found that happy medium where they still talk and they still see each other, um, but they don't have to always be together. Right, right. What about you, Nelson? What do you think of uh, Elsa's character development? Well, this is why I don't like going second sometimes because oh, okay. <laughs> I Cause had uh, <laughs> pretty much uh, the same points that I wanted to, to make where, um, like, Elsa in the in the song Into the Unknown she she flat out says that there's a part of her that still thinks that she's not where she's meant to be and uh she's you know there's something else that uh that like she needs to go do something else and be somewhere right. else so there's that longing of that mystery and that um just the want to search to keep going and um I mean, yeah, it ultimately, um, she ends up being the ruler of a different, um, like, uh, people, her other half, per se, uh, native half. Um, and, yeah, Anna gets uh, to be queen now, so I guess that's also kind of a tangent, but that's I'm guessing that's why Disney didn't uh, make Anna and Elsa, like, quote-unquote Disney princesses. Because they might have mm. been imagining them being queens uh, anyway. Well, Elsa was a queen from the first movie anyway, but Anna in particular. Right. Yeah. But uh, what, did you, what did you think of um, Elsa becoming the Avatar? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... She, she mastered all the elements, right? She's the fifth spirit. <laughs> she's not the Avatar. Thank you. But she like... She like... Um, she like made she pacified the fire with her ice and then you know like 
she she pacified the air with her ice, you know? I mean... And then she rode on the water spirit. Yeah. And then she controls all the elements like the Avatar, well, right? Well, she's not controlling <laughs> them. She kind of tamed them. She's the unifying fifth spirit. Right, The yeah. bridge. But and then I ca- she gets I to utilize it, their powers, right? <laughs> yeah, I called it in the, the start of the movie when they mentioned um, there's a fifth spirit. I was just thinking like, oh, that's probably Elsa. Yeah, yeah. Because um, when you know the, they each had like the the symbols for the the four other spirits: fire, wind, uh, earth, and water. Air. Oh, we yeah, got water. They yeah. look like those uh those diamonds. I'm just thinking like, oh, when the symbols put together, it looks like a snowflake. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> womp womp. So like, oh, I wonder what that means. <laughs> Good job, engineer. <laughs> yeah so her power is is like the one to combine them right to to unify them i guess but i mean like ice is more related to water more than anything because it's yeah, it just is. another form of water <laughs> it is yeah well i guess like when something snow when snowstorms happen like wind is involved and then the sun melts the snow, so water happens, and blah blah blah. <laughs> I don't know about Earth, but it's just weird that I mean, you know, like she's the ice queen, but then she she's the fifth spirit, and then you know, I I think that's where they lost critics because it's a little bit confusing the mythos behind her powers because they kind of right. explained it, but they didn't really. Right. Yeah. Even yeah. When, after I left the movie, I was still wondering like. So how and why does she have powers? <laughs> to yeah, me, exactly. they didn't really like, answer the question. Uh, exactly. I think the answer was behind like her mom unified uh, the different lands, like Nor- North Uldra. Like they're the ones right. that worship the elements. And then um, the elements basically rewarded the mom. But kind of cursed her in that sense too, right? Because she ended up dying because she was trying to save her her daughter from the quote unquote curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just but this weird. curse was supposed to be a blessing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was kind of confused. I was like, so why does she have powers again? And like, is she a spirit or is she like a human or you know? Yes. It's like a lot of different. Questions, <laughs> yeah, right? I was thinking like <laughs> overall, yes, just yes, right? That's yeah. just the answer. Like, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that, that's that's Elsa's that was her journey. She just, you know, she's trying to figure out who she was and the history her behind her and behind her family and they figured out a lot of things. So <laughs> it's pretty amazing how how many how many things they figured out without, you know, like somebody telling them or anything, you know, or giving you clues. Well, she's yeah, OP. I like, <laughs> yeah. I like the for the song Show Yourself how I didn't realize until way later, like after seeing the movie a second time that, oh, yeah, I guess that that song is technically a duet between her and her mom. Yeah, Um, it's true. uh, But anyway, I liked how the the at least the way I kind of look at it and interpret it is that it kind of the the meaning for show yourself uh, changes within the song. So initially, you know, the start of the song, it's show yourself as in she's asking the the um i guess the spirit the reason yeah the spirit to reveal who and what you are and why do i have this power 
And then like after she finds out that it, it was the her. show yourself turns into like us like her own message to herself. She she has to show herself that, you know, this is me type of thing. So, yeah. I found that pretty pretty deep, but uh, I mean obviously I didn't uh, recognize or really think about it until way way later. But I mean, obviously, it helped that I kept listening to the soundtrack like over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, that that but, does help. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's I just found that interesting when if you look at it in that kind of angle. Well, I, I remember after you watched it, you were like, "So what happened?" And I kind of gave you my yeah, point of view. Yeah, exactly. As well. I was I was uh, I was still confused after watching the movie. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, it's like there's still questions, right? Even mm-hmm. after they tried to provide answers. I kind of want to talk about Anna because her, yeah. her oh arc my was gosh. one Anna. of my favorites. Besides Kristoff, yeah, of course, but But All right, let's, I, let's I just wanna I just wanna say something like Anna, she's got thrown under the bus like another through another movie. Yeah. She's so tough though. She is. Props to her. So Alright, so who wants to start with uh, Anna? Nelson, you want to start? He can start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Anna. Well, yeah. So she just wants to be like viewed, but from her sister as, you know, like equals. Like, sure, mm-hmm. she doesn't have like, quote unquote, all these fancy magical powers, but still she's their, their sisters. Like, like what was mentioned earlier is that they she wants Elsa to also trust in her to help like to like it's okay to have help to to ask for help and you know to do things together but um Elsa needed to be reminded that again and again <laughs> um and you know even uh when Elsa ended up freezing herself or she didn't freeze herself unless you could consider that freezing herself no but she anyway, went too deep Right, and that was in Anta the song. Holland, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Froze her, so she ended up calling eventually for her help, and you know she helps, and she does it in a way that she can. Uh, what else is there? Well, that's all I got for now. But okay, uh, Risa, what do you what do you? Uh... What do you think about Anna's character development? So Anna starts this movie um, trying to reassure Olaf that some things won't change. You know, change is inevitable. And she was saying, yeah, I don't fear permanence like you you do. Um, But some things will stay the same, um, like how we feel about each other. And um, that's kind of a theme that she goes through the whole entire movie where she's trying to reinforce that. And one of the lines that she really um, sticks with when when uh, Grandpappy Troll is that his name? The the I just know him as Grandpappy. It's uh, a yeah. it's Pabby. Pabby. Yeah. Um, when he like sends them off on their journey, right on their hero's journey, um, he says, "I can't see the future, but what I can tell you is that when things get hard, you just have to do the next right thing, right?" And she has that song later on when she basically loses everything that matters to her. Um, and that culminates when when Olaf gets infinity dusted because that, that connects to um, 
she knows what happened to Elsa, you know? He knows Elsa's not doing well because I'm, I'm about to disintegrate. So she lost Kristoff, she lost Olaf, she lost her sister, she lost Sven, and she's by herself in this cave. And she sings the saddest, second saddest song, in my opinion, in all of the Disney movies. And she still overcomes it. Like, like Nelson was saying, like, she gets beat to a pulp throughout this movie. Like, she's pushed aside. She thinks that Kristoff doesn't love her, that he thinks she's crazy. And yet she per- she persists throughout the whole time. And she still tries to do the right thing. And she does. She ends up saving um, Elsa by making that hard choice. Like, she, she makes that choice that I know this is going to flood Arendelle but it's the right thing to do. So it's such a powerful message to kids and to even adults. Like, even though you're trying to make the hard choice, if it's the right one, you should do it. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's integrity, right? Yeah. So that's a lot, you know, uh, I went through like a, a whole HR training thing and they were saying that they had to add in the word integrity into our, our creed right because a lot of people don't actually think about that they think oh it's inherent in people and yet you need to reinforce it because you know a lot of people don't think that way they don't have that integrity right right so it's pretty it's pretty deep it's pretty strong that she's that kind of character that has has the type of integrity to to do that to do the right thing right so and it's such a strong message to to not just the kids but to the parents like especially in our political climate right now. Um, It's important that even if it's a hard choice, you should make the right choice and you should think about it. That's true. Cool. Uh, Anything you want to add, Nelson? Nope. All right. So, yeah, Anna, Anna, her her journey was tough in this movie, but she she did overcome it. And in, in the end, you see that she ends up being a queen herself so yes queen <laughs> there you go it, it paid off in the end there for her making the right making the right choice well it also fits her her character um right she was she acted way more like an actual leader than elsa ever did right especially when when in the first movie when she took over when everything was frozen Mm-hmm. she she was like barking out orders and then she's like this is what we have to do she was very organized and she loves her her country so it's it it's very fitting for her and the fact that she still found a way to uh keep her sister involved was was very nice that's true yeah all right so we've talked about elsa we talked about anna let's uh let's talk about Kristoff. oh wait i forgot to uh. mention one thing about elsa Okay. It's very important when you notice her hair. Mm, right. That's a good that's a good thing to mention. So like in the first movie, she's like restricted, right? When she gets So she's she has her hair up in a bun. Right. All the way all, all the way up, like mm-hmm. completely braided and it's all up. And then she sings um Let It Go. Let It Go. So her hair right. gets partially down. And then after Show Yourself, it's completely down. And she's like completely down, unbraided, unbraided, just, completely transformed. So you see, yeah. just within her hair, her complete character transformation. Hmm. So 
appearances matter when it comes to this development of the character yeah well it was more of like an artistic way to show her constraints finally being released right Mm, especially because in animation they they focus so much on hair like with zootopia they mentioned like how much it took just to do one scene with all the hair so yeah i i think it's just visually they're trying to pound it home that like she's a completely new woman you know Oh yeah, definitely. All right, so yeah, let's 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 talk about Kristoff now. His character development. Um, Nelson, you want to start with him? So I like what they did with Kristoff. So, I mean, my man, he was just at the very start of the movie. He's just ready to pop the question, and <laughs> being the awkward guy that he is, just couldn't find the right time, the right timing, or the words. And- or the words, right. It's just like, um, um, just for a moment, the song from High School Musical, yeah. the musical the series. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, the the words just, you, you know what you want to say, but the words just don't come out. That type of thing with Kristoff. So he was just struggling to talk to to Anna about, you know, marriage and or the, the proposal in general. And then when he finally... Asks for writer's help. He has this grand perform or like gesture, and it turns out that Anna's not even there. She's not the one walking, like, like the person walking through the mist oh, is right, not right. Anna. And then he has his song. Oh, such a good song. It's such a good <laughs> song. <laughs> oh, but I like how, well, uh, rather. Um, I kind of mixed feelings about the message of the song, seeing that he's like almost he can't function without her. And I mean, like, that's not the best thing to say, especially for if like kids are listening. Like, sure. Yeah, you're in love. But come on, you have to be your own person still. You can't have like he's sad. And I mean, I, I understand what they were doing with the song. It was a power ballad type of thing. And I mean, I love the song still. But it made me laugh throughout the entire time. But um, the message it was saying that uh, you know, even though you're off, you're gone. I I'm I don't know where to go. It just seems like he's helpless. Which, like I was saying, I don't think is the best message to to tell kids. Uh, I think it was just more of a funny song in general for the movie. But um, eventually. He comes to terms like, no, I need to help her in any way that I can. And so what I liked when he got reunited with Anna, instead of being the knight in shining armor, he says, okay, I'm here. What do you need? And it just was a nice gesture to show that, you know, I don't need to be your shining knight in shining armor because I know you're capable of, you know, you obviously have something you need to do and he's just asking what do you need how can i help so i think that end message was was good so he definitely grew there and he eventually at the end towards the end of the movie he popped the question so um and Rizzo, what do you what do you think of Kristoff uh, and his development? Um, so I loved Kristoff in in this whole entire movie. I kind of disagree with Nelson on the on the song, um, but 
in Lost in the Woods. Yeah, so I think that um Kristoff as a character, he was trying to find himself throughout the the first act basically of the movie. Um when we get to Lost in the Woods, there was like bef- right before that it was obviously a miscommunication because Anna thought that Kristoff left and then he thought that she left. Well, he knew that she left, but he didn't know why. Um but he knew that she was off doing something important, so he just needed to figure stuff out for himself. I think Disney's point and um, the songwriter's point of Lost in the Woods wasn't to necessarily say, I'm lost without you kind of thing. Um, I thought it was more of a way to show young boys that it's okay to feel the feels. Um, I think that was the whole point of Kristoff's character in in this movie um, to show young boys that you don't need to be this macho guy, this knight in shining armor type of, uh, you know, archetype to prove your masculinity and prove that you're a man. You can feel all the feelings. um, You can be a supportive partner and you don't need to save somebody um, just because you feel like you can and you can do it better than they can for themselves. So um, I agree with Nelson with uh, that Kristoff is is a good partner in when he comes in and, and picks her up, saves her from a boulder. He doesn't say, okay, what do you need me to do? Uh, like, how can I, I solve this for you? It's like, how can I help? Um, and then right. towards the end of the movie, like she's trying to apologize, right? Uh, for for leaving him and he said you don't have to apologize my love is not fragile and that that kind of resonates um with with me because guys sometimes are really fragile with with their love where they expect a certain type of love um but they're trying to teach boys and and young men that you don't need to fulfill a certain type of archetype that that they've been instilled their whole entire lives this is trying to teach a new generation of how to love somebody properly how to be an equal partner so i i really liked how they portrayed Kristoff, and he obviously had like issues socially because he was raised by trolls literally and his best friend is a reindeer (laughs) so (laughs) like he's going through some stuff um so it's 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 relatable in the sense that um he's he's a lovable oaf. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I I do like how how Disney is trying to say that hey, you know, this is a quote-unquote princess movie, but it's also for boys, you know, like there's a there's a lesson in there. And and, and not just for boys, but for the girls too. Like they can see that there are um, pretty strong women that can be the leads and they don't need the knight in shining armor to save them. Like back in the day, the older princess movies were like, even be- like before Mulan, obviously like they have these princesses who get saved. Right. Or like there's a hero. That's the male, you know, you have sleeping beauty. She needs a kiss from her true love in order to wake her. And he has to defeat the dragon and all this stuff. Right. Right. Um, but that's, that's now they're, they progress to this point where it's like you have um you have this this guy Kristoff who's saying hey you know you don't have to apologize to me my love's not fragile you know like that's kind of deep yeah, you know it's they, powerful guys guys don't have that guys can be 
can have emotions and they can feel and they can they can love that kind of way you know right. it's not um it's not uh you know you it's it's still masculine to express your feelings so and i think it's important to do that because then you have open communication um yeah. because between the two of them they're quite bad communicators <laughs> it's like true. they have mixed messages the whole entire movie like he's trying to propose to her but she has no clue because exactly. he's beating around the bush the whole entire time. So as a couple, they, they reach an agreement, I guess, non-verbally of, you know, how they're going to work through their relationship in the end. Because it worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked out. It worked out in the end. So, yeah, that that was a pretty good, you know, story arc for, for Christoph. I, I did really like the, the play on the 80s power ballad. And, oh, yeah, I was, you know, I was making, dying. <laughs> I was like, they literally put a music video in the middle of the movie. Yeah, so I was kind and, of uh, joking with people saying this is probably a, a animator's gag. And they're like, let's put it in. Let's just do it. Yeah, they're just like, let's just put it for, for S's and G's, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so you need to ask but, Teal, Nelson, if that was intentional or if it was like... Okay. <laughs> I, will. I was like, the the only thing missing here is the, the little white credits at the bottom, right? Right, right. Like right in the corner? <laughs> yeah, yeah the, corner. the bottom corner. Oh, that would have yeah. been so perfect if they did that. <laughs> it's like Kristoff. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they should put a director's cut with that in there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's hilarious. I, it, it's hilarious because it was ridiculous to, to begin with. And then it just kept layering. And like I would hit a point where I would stop laughing. And then it would get more ridiculous. And then especially when it got to the floating heads, I was dying. <laughs> like I could not stop laughing. This is like Queen. And, yeah, quite it was literally Queen. The band yeah. Queen. <laughs> And then, and then you know, the the parents are laughing, but the kids are like, I don't "What's going get on?" It. Yeah, well, why <laughs> is this funny? Why are they laughing? <laughs> because it's hilarious. Eighties yeah. power ballad. Come on. Yeah, they won't get that, but you know, maybe eventually they will if they watch some eighties power ballads. Yeah, I mean, so there is a a kid and a mom in front of me, and I didn't feel bad that it was cracking up so hard because the mom was laughing way harder than me. So yeah. But yeah, the kid looks so confused. I was like, it's okay, kid. You'll get it eventually. Definitely. All right. So uh, let's talk about Olaf because, you know, he's that lovable snowman. So um, what do you guys think of Olaf's character development? Uh, I guess we can start with Rissa. Rissa, what do you think? <laughs> Samantha? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Olaf is just a one-liner machine. Um, but he has, like obvious purpose within this he's like a connection um between anna and elsa he's that symbolic connection to their childhood so um i saw him as like as he was growing it was also them growing it's like a parallel because he represents their innocence and their childhood so as he matures more you you can see them mature as well and um i, I just love that parallelism within the movie itself that it's probably lost on a lot of people because he's comic relief. But I thought it was an, an intentional storytelling mechanism. Um, I also love uh, that they basically explain why he doesn't eat his flurry in a single line. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, how how do you how are you enjoying your permafrost?" And we're like, "What permafrost?" <laughs> so, yeah. 
I think they have some books around it, like some supplemental books of how he got his permafrost. So there's a Disney milking that cash cow even more. Um, But yeah, Olaf and his one-liners, they just would not quit. Oh, yeah. I wrote down a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also love, like I said earlier, of of his story of of water and, and that it has his water has memories um, right. And then I love the tag where, oh, no, I love when he was storytelling the whole entire first movie. Yes. Just just like <laughs> <laughs> really quickly. And but and Matthias was just like, <gasps> yeah, no, he was feeling it. Do that. <laughs> he was like, no, <laughs> Elsa, no. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. And then it, yeah. And then he retells the whole movie again to <laughs> to the snow, the snow people. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> But that's it. For yeah. Me. Uh, anything to add, Nelson? So, yeah, I just loved how Olaf was. He was definitely the comic relief character in this movie again. But unlike the first movie where it was kind of annoying, this actually fit quite well. At least I feel yeah, so. I, agree. I was not annoyed. I, d- I wasn't annoyed with Olaf at all. I just kept laughing whenever he said his one liners. Um, like Samantha, when, you know, just in his song. I don't know, Samantha. <laughs> and that was actually like a pure ad lib apparently yeah. does he know that's why so no it's just um so apparently i s- read or saw a video or something but that was complete ad lib when he said samantha as in josh gad and so that laugh that was in the movie that was completely genuine that was josh gad <laughs> laughing at his own ad lib like oh my like I don't even know a Samantha. That's so, so funny. Did he mean yeah, to say so like I, Anna or Elsa? Maybe, but <laughs> he goes, whatever. It, like he was just going off, and uh, yeah, just uh, that was just pure magic there. And they caught it, it quite well and put it in the movie. I just thought it was awesome. Yeah, and I mean, I was laughing so hard at the end of his uh, at the end of his ha- uh, song because I just kept thinking of the meme. But he said, this is fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Oh, yeah, that, that's the one I was thinking of, too. <laughs> the, like, the dog in the fire. The dog, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just thinking, like, oh, this they definitely did that on purpose. Oh, yeah, they're, uh, they're catering to our generation. Right, exactly, exactly. Because they know we're, like, the parent age of the kids, right? Yes. <laughs> Forgive me as maturity is making me more poetic. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, I like that uh, Josh Gad actually went to Disney World and found the Samantha. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was I saw that uh, Instagram picture. I thought that was awesome. Nice, nice. So yeah, um, on top of on top of those, you know, the main characters there, you you got your side characters, you know, like your Matthias and Iduna and Agnar and like the Northundrans and stuff like that. So. What did you guys think of those, uh, like, the side characters that they brought in there? Uh, Nelson, what did you think of them? Well, I guess um, for the king, is that um, the grandfather king? Oh, Ru- Ru- oh. Rooney- Rooneyard or something like that? Yeah, it's Rooneyard. Yeah, they they just had to bring in some backstory for, I guess, why the these um, uh, Arendellian soldiers were up there but i was just thinking like wow these these soldiers were just stuck in this fog forest for how many years <laughs> right 
And their suits still look so clean. <laughs> Seriously. So there's still some questions that I have with them. And I mean, these these characters were definitely just meant to to add to the, sto- the backstory of plot device. Why? Right. Yeah, exactly. That I guess I should just stick with that. <laughs> um, yeah, they didn't have much other purpose other than that. And of course, like we were mentioned earlier, Matthias, where did he come from? <laughs> Out True. of nowhere. Oh, diversity. Got it. Okay. So, uh, what about what about Iduna? Because I mean, she seemed like she had a a bigger role in this. Uh, what'd you think of her now? Um, the mom. Yeah, she definitely had more depth than they uh, initially kind of let on. How um, it was revealed that she was the uh, um, from a Northaldrin back uh, like ethnicity, right? And she's the one that actually saved the future king. And, you know, he ends up marrying her anyway. So then they have their their children and Elsa having the being blessed with the power. So she definitely had more way more involvement than I think we all thought. Well, at least me. Um, but I felt like the she was a good character overall. I mean, we didn't see much of her, but uh, she definitely fulfilled her purpose to in um the for the story so okay nice uh what what about you rissa what did you think of the side characters um i agree that the that the north oldrins and the and matthias and the king's guard basically plot devices um but i do love uh that they cast evan rachel wood in iduna's role um because I felt like they did need that kind of bridge vocally um, because uh, her vocal quality is very similar to Idina and Kristen Bell, but it's also dissimilar where there's enough difference, but it's like a bridge between their styles with Idina Menzel and Kristen Bell. So um, I thought she did a great job with the song and with her, her vocal performance. Um, and I, I really loved her character. It was like clearly a loving mother that just wanted the best for her daughters. Um, And she, she helped, she helped them by telling the story and, and um, like her husband, uh, King Agnar also told the story. Um, But there were obviously pieces missing. So they, they put the puzzle together throughout the movie. Um, But apparently uh, Kay noticed on her fourth watch through that there is a little, uh, um, there's a, an Easter egg, uh, during when, when he's reading a book under a tree okay. and Iduna says, what you're reading? And he says, oh, it's this new book from some Danish oh, author. Oh, the Danish author? Yeah, yeah. It's the Little Mermaid. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. I That's thought, a good one. It, I think the reference for that Danish author is also the author for the Ice Queen. Yeah, but it, Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah, but right? yeah, yeah, he wrote both. He wrote both. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the one that he's actually reading actually reading is the is Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Good reference. Nice. And I mean, and they're saying new author because you know at the time he's new author, right? right? <laughs> so it gives you a little hint of when it's placed. 
Also, I, I appreciate that when they said Danish, um, it's actually like referring like, oh, our actual IRL world. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we pretty much talked about the story. Um, what do you guys think of the, the music? Obviously, they, that's a big part of this, uh, this movie because it's, you know, the animated always has this good music to it. So... Rissa, what do you think of the music? I thought overall that there were some really good bops, but um, I think the music from the first movie was better, uh, with okay. some with some exceptions. I really, really love um, the next best the the next right thing, the one that Kristen Bell sings, okay. um, because like I said, that's like the second saddest Disney song in my opinion. The first being "When Somebody Loved Me" um, from oh. Toy Story Two. <laughs> Yeah. Because there's like no hope in that one. It's just like all right. sadness. Whereas this one, there is hope at the end of the song. Um, so yeah, this 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 movie definitely emotionally had the quality with with all of the songs, um, but it felt more show tuney as opposed to the first movie where it was definitely more Disney. Okay. What about you, Nelson? What do you think of the music? Um, for me, I feel like the, this, the, the music from the second move, this, uh, the sequel, it gets stuck in my head more than, um, the, the, the music from the first movie. Let it go. Okay. Let it go. go, Right. Come on. (laughs) I mean, sure. There's that. And then, um, what's the, the, uh, what's the opening song? Oh. Which one? Oh yeah, that one. You're what you're saying. Love is Love an open, is an door. open door. Yeah, <laughs> such a bop. That one was pretty catchy. Yeah, you're right. But um, I don't know. I just kept rocking into the unknown, and also uh, into the woods or lost, lost in the lost woods. in the woods. Into the woods. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think I enjoyed. The, the 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 music from the second one more but yeah i don't know i mean <laughs> i just i just enjoyed it all as a, okay so as music in general i probably enjoyed the second one but as a disney movie i enjoyed the first one mm. oh you mean like the way that it flowed with throughout the movie well because like the way it's incorporated in the movie well cuz like the first one sounds more like typical disney music Okay, Whereas the okay. second one sounds more show tuney, but you know me, I'm True. a show tunes person, so yeah, yeah. Like personally, I guess the second one, I don't know. It, it's it's a little toss up for me because I'm a dis nerd, and this is a Disney podcast, so <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so if I'm gonna judge it on a Disney note, I think the first one had better music. Yeah, um, I I like them both, so I can't. I don't know. I I I don't know if I can compare them, but I did like the music in this one. It was good. Um and you know, I like I always like how they get the um like rock artists or pop artists to do a version of it of their oh songs. Oh my gosh, into the disco <laughs> or panic at the disco. Yeah. I I yeah. rock that that version. And 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 Weezers and Weezers. Oh, that was so Did Woods. you watch the music video? Yeah. It's like shot it was for good. shot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And they had Kristen yeah. Bell. It was good. I liked it. So, 
but yeah, it, I, I also enjoyed the first, um, you know, soundtrack from the first movie too. So, you know, they're both good. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up here? Uh, Rissa, anything? Did we hit all of the Easter eggs in, that we caught? No, no we didn't okay, even let's mention talk, them. Let's talk about Easter eggs then. Okay. Uh, Rissa, what Easter eggs did you catch? Uh, there was a Dumbo. There was a Bambi. Oh, that's Max. right. They were showing all these there things. There was huh? a Mickey Mouse when Olaf was doing lightning round. There was that mm. Little Mermaid that I was talking about. Uh, I feel like those are all the ones that I caught. What did you catch, Nelson? You catch anything else? Yeah, I just had made a note of the the Baymax and Dumbo. Oh, that's right, Baymax. At the start of the movie when child Elsa and Anna were playing with the little village. Oh, yeah, village. that's right. Yeah. I, I, I immediately saw Baymax yeah. right away. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's probably something hidden um, when... Um, uh, Elsa goes to Atahaland and she's like surrounded by all these ice memories. Yeah, probably. Oh, it's right, just yeah. like surrounded. So I mean, they, you know, the Disney animators probably hid something there. It's just I hadn't. I've only seen the movie twice. Yeah, I've only so, seen it once. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll I'll be definitely trying to put it under the microscope when I could watch it on Disney Plus. I'm actually gonna buy a physical copy too because I. Whenever my friend works on a movie, I like to get it a physical copy. Oh yeah, support the uh, the animators and the creators, right? Yeah. Nice. Cool. So, uh, anything else you guys want to add, Krista? Anything? Um. Oh, I like how like it was set like three years post the first movie, but then okay. it's also set the same night that the first movie starts oh for the flashback yeah yeah so i think that it's set at the same night because the aurora borealis or whatever i don't know if it Mm -hmm. counts as aurora borealis are are they in north enough i guess yeah so anyway it's it's awake at that point and um in the beginning of the movie anna also whispers let's build a snowman later so yep yeah that connection yeah so that's why i think that it's the same night that things go down and obviously anna was very knowledgeable about elsa's powers so her memory hadn't been wiped yet Mm -hmm. yeah Hmm. so I, i thought that was a pretty cool connection between the two movies nice Oh, I, I found it pretty cool how for the voice actress for young Anna, they actually brought in the Broadway actress. Oh, did they? I thought they used Archive. I believe they used the... I remember reading something about like bringing the Broadway actress to play Anna oh. or voice Anna. They they did use Archive and they also used uh, Hadley Ga- uh, Ganaway, who you're right, Nelson, did the Broadway so we're both right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they used both. They used two footages, so or one that's archived and one that was not. So yeah. And um, one last thing I want to mention: we kind of touched it earlier, but Frozen Two's animation was just jaw-droppingly good. Yeah, they just keep getting better and better. Yeah, 
I, I mean, agree. Something similar where I actually, before watching Frozen 2, like the night before, I rewatched Frozen. And holy cow, there's such a night and day difference. Yeah, it really is. They, they've gotten <laughs> Well, I mean, so for good. one thing, yeah, for one thing, there was a seven-year gap. Right. So, of course, technology is going to be so much better now. But it was just, holy cow, this animation is just so gorgeous. They're so good. I think they've also, like, spent... they technology's helped in terms of the speed that they can release something after they started working on it. Um, mm-hmm. But they've also spent time on the right things now. They've learned from their past of what they need to focus on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And it's uh, it seems like they're just getting more improved every time they come up with something. Like, yeah. Just looking at the... Um, I remember Raya and the Last Dragon. I was going to say, like, I'm pretty <laughs> excited for that I'm one. I'm so hyped for that, especially because yeah. of the, the way that they handled water again. Like, I don't know. Oh, something yeah. with Disney and water, they're, they're just so good at it. It might have started with Moana, because, I mean, Maybe. obviously... Oh, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that was... Uh, they gave Ocean its own character. Yeah, but the way that Moana was, the Ocean was a character, so and it was still cartoony. Whereas, it, it, uh, yeah, whereas in, I, I, in this movie and in Raya, it looks like photorealistic. Also, mm-hmm. well, I guess Pixar is their own, but like in, I think in Wreck-It Ralph 2, like when she's looking at the reflections, it kind of has that sheen as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they've... Oh, <laughs> look at water, stare at water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just stare at water and he starts singing a song. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I think they've just really mastered the way that water plays with light and i feel like they probably have their own team set for water itself and i think you're right about them using pixar technology because once they acquired pixar they they were able to get that proprietary software that allows them to to really focus on the type of detail um so yeah it's just getting better and they're they're combining animation studios now so it's just you know I mean, they're not really combining it, but it just seems like they're get they're gaining knowledge and sharing it with each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty pumped for Raya and the Last Dragon because they're combining the storytelling with that really really good looking water. Yeah, <laughs> super hyped for that movie. I really I'm I'm gonna lobby right now. Give me a Moana two. If you can give me a Frozen two, you can give me a Moana two. Yeah, I would like to see that too. Yeah. I'd like to see a Zootopia too. Yeah, that would be good too. Uh, yeah. I feel like they closed up that story really well, though. They could more, uh, well, more political things. I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They could just do that. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't have to be Zootopia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. So uh, any, any closing thoughts, you guys, uh, to wrap it up? Uh, Rissa? Yeah, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in uh, for this episode. I know it's a little late because it was back in November when it was released, but we didn't want to spoil anybody. Um, so I hope you enjoyed listening to our thoughts. Uh, if you have any other thoughts or comments or think that we missed anything, feel free to reach out and we'd be happy to to uh, correspond with you guys. And Nelson, any thoughts? Yeah, thanks guys for joining us again this week. Um, I agree that, yeah, it's been a while since the movie first came out, but um, just wanted to give you all a chance to go see it if once or if not, you know, multiple times like myself. 
But uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed and I'll catch you next week. So yeah, I'd like to thank all the listeners for tuning in and for listening to our thoughts on Frozen 2. Um, it still is in select theaters. So if you want to see it and or if you've seen it already, you want to see it again, go ahead and do so. It's also coming out to Blu-ray, digital and DVD as well. Um, I know Nelson's going to grab a copy and uh, wait for it to, to uh, drop on Disney Plus too. So, you know, um, it's going to be on all these platforms. And uh, look, we're looking forward to seeing more movies this year and whatever Disney's coming out with in the future. So on behalf of the other two, I'd like to say keep your watches, sync to Disney time. See ya. Bye. Later.